Blog Talk Radio. This is Bustin' Loose and Faith with Apostle Tebow and Prophetess Tebow. This broadcast airs every Friday on My Gospel Soul at 12 p.m. Central Time. Bustin' Loose and Faith is a seed of faith evangelistic outreach ministry. We come to bring you words, praise, and inspiration. We want you to remember that without faith, it's impossible to please God. But with God, all things are possible. Make sure you share this show at 347 826 Bustin' Loose and Faith Ministers would love to hear from you. Now, let's get into our broadcast with none other than Apostle Dudley Tebow and Prophetess Lisa Tebow, right here on My Gospel Soul. Them. They need not depart 
give ye them to eat. And they said unto him, We have here but five loaves and two fishes. He said, Bring them hither to me. And he commanded the multitude to sit down on the grass and took the five barley loaves and two fishes and looking up to heaven, Jesus blessed and break and gave the loaves to his disciples and the disciples to the multitude. And they did all eat and were filled and they took up of the fragments that remained 12 baskets. And they that had eaten were about 5,000 men besides women and children. This is the word of God for the people of God. May the Lord add a blessing to the hearers and to the doers of his holy word. Brothers and sisters in Christ, just for the next few minutes, I want to talk about whatever you give to God, he will multiply it. Whatever you give to God, he will multiply it. Through the use of the internet, we are able to teach and preach on a local level and be able to reach on a global level. So we thank God for this opportunity. We thank him because he's still in control. He's still a God that sits high and looks low, a God that knows us all by name, the very hairs on our head. So we are grateful tonight in 2022 on this Tuesday night, being able to lift up that name that's above every other name, and that is the name of Jesus. So believers in Christ, in God's economy, he does not just add blessings, he multiplies his blessings. I'm going to say that again for those that need an encouraging word here tonight. Believers in Christ, people of God, in God's economy, he doesn't just add blessings, but he, all, he multiplies his blessings. Brothers and sisters in Christ, we will not see our time, our talent, or our finances multiplied until we give them away, put them into God's hands, and let God direct our footsteps. Beloved, when, when we offer something to God, he will multiply it. In the scriptures that was shared, that we read, and Thank God, blessing upon. We thank God because uh, Jesus went forward and saw a great multitude, and he was moved with compassion towards them. We have to understand when it comes to ministry, when it comes to uh, the things of God, we are, we are people that is moved as followers of Christ. We should have the same compassion towards people that Jesus did. We should have a heart towards them, look beyond their needs, look beyond their faults and see their needs. Because we got to all remember as born-again believers of Christ that at one time we were the same. At one time we were lost, hallelujah, full of sin, didn't know which way to go. We was led by the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, and the pride of life. But when someone prayed for us, whether it was a praying mom, dad, uncle, aunt, cousin, or whoever, prayed for us, God moved upon our lives and allowed us <clears throat> to come to the saving knowledge of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Don't ever think that your prayers is done in vain. No, prayer is what moves God. Prayer is our way of communicating to God. Hallelujah. So we, as 
born-again believers of Christ have to always be reminded of what the scripture says. In the book of Luke 18, verse 1, the B clause of the verse, where it says, men ought to always pray and don't lose heart or don't faint. We have to understand that prayer is a two-way communication. We pray to God, and God, in turn, will, will answer our prayer according to his perfect will for our lives. That's why, my brothers and sisters in Christ, as a child of God, we should have a time of devotion that is set apart before we even start our daily routine. We should go to our secret closet, our prayer closet, and have a little talk with Jesus. Let him know about what we are getting ready to face each and every day. By having a little talk with the Lord will help you during these trying times that we are living in. Even though we're still in a pandemic, and it seems as if wickedness have gone rapid uh, throughout the land. But we, as born-again believers, have a hope that lies deep within our lives, a hope that the world may not understand, a hope we're not like the world that has no hope. We have hope. Our hope is in God. Our hope is in Jesus as the author and finisher of our faith. See, the Bible says in the book of Hebrew 11 and 1, it says that now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. Hebrew 11 and 6 says, but without faith, it is impossible to please God. And them that come to God must believe that he is who he say he is, and he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. Here, the scripture says, while it was evening, his disciples came to Jesus saying, this is a deserted place, and the time is now far spent. Send the multitude away, that they may go in into the village and buy themselves victuals buy themselves food, something to sustain them, something for them to eat. But Jesus, they were surprised when Jesus answered and said to them, they need not depart. Give ye them to eat. Here was an opportunity for the disciples of Christ, the disciples of Jesus, to put their faith into action. They were looking for natural resources. Hallelujah. Their mind was on natural things instead of supernatural things. Jesus told them, he said, they need not depart. You give them to eat. And they, and they look around and say to him, we have here but five barley loaves and two tiny fishes. Jesus said unto them, bring them to me. And Jesus commanded the multitude to sit down on the grass. Notice how Jesus does things. Everything is done decent and in order. Notice that he commanded the multitude to sit down on the grass. And then he took the five barley loaves and two tiny fishes and looking up to heaven, he blessed and break and gave the loaves to his disciples as well as the fishes. And the disciples gave to the multitude. And they did all eat and were filled. And after everyone have eaten, after everyone was filled to the brim, they took up of the leftovers, the fragments that remained, 12 baskets full. Again, they had all eaten. 
and there was about 5,000 men besides women and children. Brothers and sisters in Christ, whatever, whatever you give to God, he will multiply it. So, beloved, when we offer something to God, he multiplies it. Yes, we know that God is in the addition and subtraction business. We know that the devil, he comes to divide, divide, and subtract. But God, he multiplies it back to us in 30, 60, and 100 fold. He multiplies it according to the will that is happening at the moment. That's why the Bible says, look up. For us to look on to the hills from which come our help, our help coming from the Lord. So when we are down and out to our very last, and we don't know what will happen next, all we can do is, is submit ourselves, get on our knees, and hallelujah, and pray to God. Pray unto the hills from which coming our help. We know our help cometh from the Lord. Child of God, what we offer to God sincerely and sacrificially, God will reward us with grace to complete what we lack. Oh, we serve a merciful God. You see, the earth is the law and the fullness thereof. He owns the cattle on a thousand hills. He owned all of those in Fort Knox. He owns it all. Oh, yes, he does. Child of God, if we, if you give, give it over to God, he will multiply it. So don't be focused on your own limitation and ability. Beloved, one of the reasons why in 2022, we don't see God performing miracles in our lives. It's because we spend all of our time focusing in on our own ability rather than God's ability. You see, we have to understand that we as individuals with a little finite mind, we can only do so much in our own strength. Yes, we need God's strength. The Bible says when we are weak, let's proclaim that we are strong in the law and in the power of his might. You see, it's all about God. Believers in Christ, God is always at work all around us. And he is calling for us to join him in his work here on planet Earth. Yes, we're here for a reason and for a season. So we have to find out what our purpose is and then give it all to God. Give our lives totally complete that he may use us for his glory, that we may be his mouthpiece, his hands, and feet. You see, God is always calling, calling us as his children, to do the impossible. Here in the word of God, it says in the book of Ephesians chapter 3, verse 20, now unto him that is able to do exceedingly, abundantly, above all that we ask or think, according to the power that worketh in us. So, beloved, we are God's children. And as God's children, we're not, we don't limit God's ability to do miracles through us. Believe in Christ. It is time in 2022 for us to trust God and believe that he will use what we give to him. The Bible says in the book of Proverbs, chapter 3, verse 5 and 6, but to trust in the Lord 
with all thine heart and lean not unto thy own understanding. All thy ways to acknowledge him and he shall direct our path. People of God, God never intended for leadership to be a one-man show or one-woman show. No, leadership is, um, is always about team and always, as a child of God, you must catch the, the spirit of the leader, the visionary, or go where or go somewhere. Somewhere else. Because where God will lead, lead you in order to plant you to where he has called you to be. But sometimes we, as born-again believers, even with our little finite mind, sometimes we believe that we should do things the Burger King way. I stop by to let you know there's only one way. It is God's way. God knows best. Oh, yes, he does. He knows us better than we know ourselves because he has created us. He desires for us to be used of him. He desires for us to stretch out in faith and walk in obedience to what he has called us to do. The Bible says in 1 Samuel 15, 22, the be clause of the verse, to obey is better than sacrifice and the hawking and the fed of rams. So as a child of God, you must catch the spirit of the leader, of the visionary, of the ministry. Or else, go somewhere else. Because we can't sit and receive if we are not in agreement with what the visionary the leader is saying and doing. So, beloved, where there is a vision supported and carried out by a team, there will be also provision. For those in ministry, always remember this. You will never come to maturity as a son or daughter of the Lord until you receive your spiritual leader as a father in the ministry. This is better to be repeated because it is needed and is our that we are living in. For those in ministry, hallelujah, always remember this, you will never come to maturity spiritually as a son or daughter until you receive your spiritual leader as a father in the ministry. You see, God, Bible says many are called, but few are chosen. Those that are in leadership position are the ones that have been chosen and handpicked by God, God himself. So God will multiply whatever you give him, believer in Christ. Are you a lever or a cleaver? Because commitment is not known until it is tested, and relationship is not known until it is tested also. Also, loyalty is not known until it is tested. You see, we can say one thing with our mouth, but our heart, can be far from the commitment that we gave to God. So if we commit to something, let us do what we have committed ourselves to do. Let us not uh, crawl back looking for a hole in the ground like a crawfish in Louisiana or even Texas. No, we must do what God has called us to do. See, God has called each and every believer in Christ. He has telemed a God-given assignment for each of, each of us to do. It's not about competitiveness. It's not about competing. 
a position. No, it's about finding the lane that God has called you to develop in it and do be effective in what he has called you to do. Hallelujah. We're all, we all been drafted in in the beloved family of God. God has called us for such a time as this. He has called us to a work that he has given, that he has that he have proclaimed and predestined from the beginning of time for each and every one of us to do. You see, the task of developing leaders should be a priority for every leader that is in charge, of every leader of a ministry that God has assigned you to. We, as leaders in the body of Christ, should have a desire to develop uh, more leaders so that they will stand beside us and with us to accomplish God's will in 2022. The people of God in the year of 2022, we as followers of Christ have to trust God with the little that we have. And he, in turn, will multiply it. Yes, believer in Christ, give the little that you have, and God will give you the abundance because of your obedience to give to him. Bible says in the book of Luke, chapter 16, verse 10, he that is faithful in that which is least is faithful also in much. And he that is unjust in the least is unjust also in much. So brothers and sisters in Christ, in Christ Jesus, be able to take whatever we offer God and he in turn will will turn it into more than enough. People of God, the things which are impossible with men are possible with God. We serve an awesome God. We serve a God that sits high and looks low, a God that neither slumber nor sleep, the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, the great I am. Yes, he has all power in his hand. He knows what is best. He knows what it takes for us to continue to do the work that he has assigned us to do. Yes, the Bible says that we are here for a season. Hallelujah. We have a purpose to accomplish, a purpose to do, in order to line up with the will of God for our lives. So, my brothers and sisters in Christ, wherever you give to God, he will multiply it. Oh, yes, he will. Because he's faithful to himself. I've been through so much in my life. Tried everything, but nothing turned out right. Then the master, he took my
our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, as we are ambassadors for Christ, proclaiming the gospel. Amen. Hallelujah. Uplifting that name that's above every other name, and that is the name of Jesus. In the scriptures that we shared in Matthew 14, verses 14 through 21, we see where uh, the number of people that needed to be fed was about 5,000 men besides women and children. When we, uh, God, Jesus was not caught off guard. He was not surprised by the multitude, the followers that came to hear him, um, those that have came and they heard about the signs of, of, of uh, hallelujah, healing taking place, miracles taking place. Amen. So everywhere Jesus went, his reputation went before him. Amen. You know, God have called each and every one of us and given us a God-given assignment to do. It's not about us. It's about the God in us that's doing the work. But we, we must show up. If we show up, God will show up and show out in us and through us. So we must stretch out in faith and walk in obedience to what we have been called to do. Here, Jesus already knew about the impossibility of the situation. He knew that the people were hungry. He knew uh, how many was in attendance. He, he knew about the tremendous need of the multitude before him. And here the Bible says in the book of Matthew 14, 17, and 18, and they, the disciples of Christ, said unto him, Jesus, we have here but five barley loaves and two small fishes. Jesus said unto them, he didn't hallelujah debate with them, he didn't argue with them, he just said, bring them to me. God will multiply whatever you give to him. You see, barley loaves and those particular times during Jesus' biblical days, barley loaves were pretty poor things to offer to people because barley was, was very cheap and usually was reserved only to be used as animal feed. And the fishes is referred to as tiny sort of fishes that we would, that they would eat whole, bones and all. Much like when today in the natural would be like a can of sardine. And all that were, and all that were available at that time was two small fishes. People of God, as a result of this challenge, the disciples of Christ clearly did not want anything to do with that problem. But here, Jesus was, wasn't, wasn't even concerned about the problem in the natural. He said, bring them to me, the five barley loaves and two fishes. It reminds me in 2022, as we as followers of Christ have to remember what the scripture says in 1 Peter 5, verse 7, casting all your cares upon him, for he cares for you. So people of God, when we as individuals, as followers of Christ, when we face a challenge that is bigger than we have, the resources to accomplish, let us turn it over to Jesus, because Jesus already knows what he is going to do. Let us rest assured and be assured that he is simply testing us to see whether or not we will trust him. Again, reminded of the scriptures in the book of Proverbs, chapter 3, verse 5 and 6, where it says, trust in the Lord with all thine heart and lean not unto thy own understanding. In all thy ways acknowledge him, and he shall direct thy path. So believer in Christ, make sure that you are concerned with what Jesus concerns all about. 
as people of God, in the scripture we read in Matthew 14, verse 14 through 21, the disciples were concerned about the lack of resource. They did not see how the need of the people could be met through the resources available to them. We have to always remember this, brothers and sisters in Christ. We are people of faith. We don't go by what we see. We all move by what we know. We know that the scripture says, according to Philippians 4 and 19, but my God shall supply all of our needs according to according to his riches and glory in Christ Jesus. So we must look beyond our look, finite mind, beyond our natural eyes on what we see. We must look beyond the natural and look into the supernatural because God will allow us to do what we can do. Then when it comes to the point where we can't do no more, then we can turn it over to him. And God operates in the supernatural realm. And once the need that we have, when we give it over to him, whether the need is small or great, put it into his hand, God will multiply what we give to him. So here the disciples, their proposal to Jesus was, send the people away so that they can go take of their, hallelujah, so they can go buy themselves little food in the village. So the disciples focus, like many of us, as born-again believers, is on the resources and not on the people or on their needs. On the other hand, Jesus' attention was focused on the people and their own needs. Even though Jesus and his disciples needed a time of relaxation, a time of rest and solitude, Jesus, he was not bitter or resentful towards the fact that the multitude of people that followed him on foot from the surrounding cities and villages, when Jesus saw them, he was moved with compassion for them. How many of us, when we encounter people that cross our path, that has a need, and we should be moved like Jesus was moved as followers of Christ, be moved with compassion, with the love of God for others. Jesus demonstrated his love and his compassion for them by his action. When we read in the scriptures, in the book of Mark, chapter 6, verse 34, it says that Jesus, when he came out and saw a great multitude of people, he was moved with compassion towards them because they were as sheep not having a shepherd. And he began to teach them many things. Symbolically, when we talk about God's people, we are symbolically uh, characterized as sheep without a shepherd. Jesus is the good shepherd. Bible says that Jesus is, according to Psalms 23, that he is our shepherd. He is the one that that tends to the sheep. He is the one that's always ready to teach us many things. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. He maketh me to lie down in green pastures. He restores my soul. He leads me in the path of righteousness for his name's sake. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I'll fear no evil. For thou art with me, thou rod and thou staff, they comfort me. Thou preparest a table before me in the presence of my enemies. Thou anointest my head with all, my cup running over. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, 
and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever and ever. So people of God, even though Jesus himself, when we look at the scriptures, himself, he was tired and needed rest. Jesus welcomed the needy folks, the needy crowd, the needed multitude, and he gave himself for them, even to the point of teaching them. You see, Jesus' actions demonstrated that his great concern in all of this was not resources. Jesus' greatest concern was not to avoid the situation. Jesus' greatest concern was the people in their need. Again, well reminded in Philippians 4 and 19, but my God shall supply all your needs according to his riches in glory by Christ Jesus. God will multiply whatever you give to him, little as much when he's in it. You see, when Jesus turned to his disciples and told them to give the people something to eat, it was more than just a test for the disciples. It was an an expression of his real genuine love for the people who had come to him. Jesus cared about people. He cares about people's needs. And we as followers of his should care about their needs also. You see, people matter to Jesus more than his own needs, more than his busy schedule, even more than sin, the impossible, impossibility itself of meeting the needs of all those people. Believers of Christ, when our sovereign God places us in impossible situations, God is not concerned so much about changing the situation as he is. As he is about changing us. As the Bible says in Hebrews 13, it says, God is always with us. He's the same. Jesus is the same yesterday, today, and forevermore. So God of God will never leave us, nor forsake us. He's right there in the problem, in the situation, in possibilities with us. But as we turn it over to him, what seems impossible for us, it becomes possible for God. Because he is a God that is supernatural. He is a God that has all power in his hands. Yes, what God really wants from us is for us to conform ourselves to his will, that our hearts be changed to his own heart. So let us, in our impossible situations, have the spiritual maturity to turn to our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, in prayer rather than in panic. Yes, again, the Bible says in Luke 18, verse 1, the B clause of the verse, it says men ought to always pray and not faint or lose heart. So, beloved, may God change us so that we look for his concern. First of all, as a child of God, bring what you have to Jesus. Jesus gave the solution to the problem to the disciples. He told them, bring the five barley loaves and two fishes to me. And he commanded the multitude to sit out on the, on the grass. We must be people of God that is willing to follow instructions that is given by the Lord. And then he took the five barley loaves and two small fishes and looking up to heaven, he blessed them and break and gave the loaves to the disciples. And the disciples gave 
into the multitude. God is a God of order. So they all ate and were filled. And they took up 12 baskets full of the fragments that remained. Now those who had eaten, again, were about 5,000 men besides women and children. Beloved, the miracle of the feeding of the multitude, it happened only because the disciples brought the five barley loaves and two small fishes to Jesus. Here, Jesus teaches us to bring what we have to him. And once we do that, then the impossible become possible. The problem becomes solved when it is brought to Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith. Yes, God multiplies wherever you give to him. Here in the book of John 15, verse 5, it says, For without me, you can't do nothing. So to obey God, obey Jesus, obey God, obey Jesus, as the author finish on our faith, we have to bring our situation, our circumstances here to him. So people of God, every problem are never a problem for Jesus. We need to bring what we have to Jesus in a personal Independable way. You see, when we present our concerns to Jesus, we do it in prayer, honestly, speaking about it, and intelligently speaking about our resources and limitations. Yes, the next thing that we need to do is to remember, is to wait for Jesus' timing. A lot of time, my brothers and sisters, we expect things to happen, make things to happen. The Burger King way, our way. But I'll stop by to let you know that God is a God of patience. He's not moved by our, how, how, by what we are moved by. No, he's moved by what he knows is best for us. So notice when Jesus did. He had the multitude to sit down. Jesus made people to sit themselves into an organized fashion in order to get their food before before he fed them. Then Jesus took the five barley loaves and two tiny fishes and looking up to heaven, he blessed them. He took time to give thanks to God and to acknowledge him for his provision. Even after after their provision seemed small and insignificant in human eyes, Jesus took the time to place the worship of his Father over the urgency of the need. Then Jesus divided it up and distributed it through his disciples' hands. Jesus took the time to include the disciples and to use them Jesus did not deny the disciples the privilege of being involved in a notable miracle as the disciples distributed the food to the people, the barley loaves and the fishes. They multiplied over and over again until all were filled. You see, God multiplied whatever you give to him wholeheartedly, honestly. So we must learn to wait on the Lord after we have brought our problems, our situations to him. The Bible says in the book of Psalms 37, verse 5, it says, commit thy way unto the Lord. Trust also in him, and he shall bring it 
to pass. So, brothers and sisters, remember the God that we serve. He knows what's best for each and every situation that we are, that we are in. He knows the need that is in our lives. So we must first acknowledge the fact that we need him in every situation. Remember, without him, you can't do nothing. Without, without him, you, you, you will be frustrated. We need him 24-7 as the air that we breathe. We need him in the morning, noontime, and at night. We need him 24-7. So remember this, brothers and sisters in Christ. In God's economy, he doesn't just add blessings. No, he multiplies us. His blessings, brothers and sisters in Christ, we will not see our time, our talent, or our finances multiply until we give them away to Jesus, the ultimate finisher of our faith, the one who died on Calvary's cross for the remission of our sin, the one that went to Calvary place our sin upon his shoulder, the one who was nailed to an old rugged cross. They drove spikes in the palm of his hand. In that perfect feet, I'm talking about Jesus, the one who made it possible, bridged the gap between God and man, the one who died, was buried, rose from the dead with power in his hand. Jesus Christ, he's Lord of Lords and Kings of Kings. He's the ultimate finisher of faith. Yes, that Jesus Christ that I'm talking about, he's coming back for a church without spot, blemish, or wrinkle. He's coming back for prepared people to take him to a prepared place. Bible says in John 14, verse 1, 2, and 3, let not your heart be troubled. You believe in God. Believe also in me. In my Father's house are many mansions. If it was not so, I would have told you. I go to prepare a place for you. And if I go to prepare a place for you, I'll come again and receive you unto myself. That where I am, also, amen, amen, and amen. If you would like to write us in Hallelujah, contact us. You can contact us at Lisa Dudley Tebow at P.O. Box 92864, Lafayette, Louisiana. 70509. Again, the Lord may impress upon you. Send a feed off, feed off. You can send it to Dudley or Lisa Tebow at P.O. Box 928-64. Louisiana, 70509. Until we meet again, have a wonderful, blessed, safe evening. Until we meet again on this Friday. God's willing, Jesus Terry, continue to pray for us as we pray for you. God bless. Have a great evening. Amen. Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer incentive of offers. 15,178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xE and Summit 4xE models and dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark. Tax day is coming. Oh, no. 
But if you sign up for Robinhood Gold's IRA with a 3% match, you can get up to $195 for the 2023 tax year. Oh, yeah. Sign up at Robinhood.com slash boost by tax day to get the biggest contribution match on the market. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Robinhood Financial, LLC, member SIPC.